And we are back for episode 14 of Journey to a Million, the offseason previews. They continue, of course, and we have on to start the episode here, Ben Averch. So he does that Instagram page. He covers all the football teams. He does a lot of deep diving, a lot of analytics involved. It's a really in-depth page, and it, it really helps, you know, if you're looking, you know, fantasy, of course, that's something we like here. Always can check that stuff out. But, you know, Ben, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, it's honored to be on the podcast. Excited. Yeah, and of course, Jared and Zach are with me. So we got a four-man crew today. We'll be talking, like I said, we'll be talking Patriots. Then we'll be talking another team later in the episode. So let's get started here. We'll start with the Patriots, of course. Start with last season. All right, Ben. How would you rate, you know, the Patriots last season? What, scale one to ten, you know, what were your thoughts? I give them a solid seven and a half, eight, you know, B plus. I thought that um, their seven week stretch was really good, but then um, falling off at the end of the season kind of hurt their grade for me. And then obviously like one of the worst playoff performances we've ever seen. But I think finding a guy that could be your franchise quarterback and um, making the playoffs after a down year, it's a good year. You know, you can't always win the Super Bowl. So I was happy with how they did. Yeah, what what'd you guys think? I know that performance against the Bills was not certainly ideal. I know Zach was happy with that result, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, we were saying um, Bills were rough. We were saying throughout the year that they were one year away, and I thought the same thing. They had a young quarterback, and they got another year. I mean, this year I think they're going to be a lot better, but it's a good basis. So I. I thought the same thing, but they definitely have pieces in place to be successful in the near future. So it's all you can really ask for if you don't make this goal that year. And talking about the future, the offseason is here. And let, let's talk about it. Lots, you know, there's a lot of questions here in the offseason, I feel, for the Patriots, you know, with the amount of free agents, unrestricted free agents. Especially you know, with like JC Jackson, McCordy, um, Hightower. So, Ben, I'll start with you here. Is there a free agent priority that was with the Patriots last year that needs to be resigned? I mean, obviously, like JC Jackson, but I, I think at this point he's gone. So, at that point, you kind of got to start looking towards the offense. I think um, Jacoby Myers is a guy they're going to resign. He's like, seems like a Patriots type player. But losing J.C. Jackson is just going to give him a massive hole at cornerback. I think um, McCourty will be back. And I think that their offseason is not going to be as big as last year. They don't have um, enough cap space. And, you know, last year they were handing out $50 million to guys like Johnny Smith. And they're just not going to be able to do that this year. So they're really going to have to hit on their draft picks. Um, They're going to have to nail their free agent signings, too, if they want to compete in the AFC, especially with, like, every good quarterback seemingly being in the AFC. Hey, why not Mac Jones? Mac Jones, dynasty holder. Might talk about he's that good. later in the episode. I'd but. say he's, um could be like top 10 one day, but right now he's average. Can't I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there, Zach, I know you look at the re, the restructuring. Is there any guys you think are, you know, prime restructure candidates? Um. Well, I've seen... Uh, you mentioned Johnny Smith. Um, him and Hunter Henry can both be restructured, save a little over $8 million. But then, uh, like, Matthew Judon can be restructured, too. So that can save quite a bit of cap. 
um, kind of giving them room to go get some free agents. But I'm kind of curious, um, what are your thoughts on the signings of Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry? Like, do you think those were good signings now at one year in? Oh, are you asking me? Um, yeah. yeah, I think uh, Hunter Henry obviously was really good. Johnny Smith, I really didn't like it at the time. And I don't, I don't know if he even had 400 yards on the season. I think Vernon Bolden got more targets. So I'm really not a fan of that signing. But at this point, you know, you kind of got to give him another year. Hope that um, with a new offensive coordinator, he's better because, you know, you're, you're not going to cut him and just eat all that dead money. Hunter Henry was really good. So, you know, when you, when you pay top money to average tight ends, you're uh, you're lucky if one of them's that good. Yeah. Um, is there talking, you know, other guys, you know, other teams, is there a potential trade? Is there a guy that you're looking at that you really want, you know, the Patriots to trade for? Is there any candidate? Let's hear about it. I want Tyler Lockett. I think um, Seattle's going to blow it up. I mean, they are obviously have, you know, you don't just cut Bobby Wagner outright. If you uh, trade your franchise quarterback, you're not necessarily trying to, you know, contend anymore. Lockett's up there in age. I think he's maybe 30 or 29, and um, Patriots need a deep threat. He uh, seems like a guy Belichick would like. He's incredibly talented, so I think they could get him for a third-round pick. Yeah, I was going to suggest, you know, his teammate there, DK Metcalf, him being younger, but it makes, you know, that would be a guy that, you know, Seattle might want to build around, and, the, of course, the price is going to, you know, be a lot higher with an old, with a younger guy like that, but Lockett has better proven, you know, track record as well. So is there any guys, Jared, Zach, that you guys think, you know, Patriots should go out and get? No, I like that either Metcalf or Lockett. Um, watching the games last year, I thought with Mac Jones being so young, they needed one more weapon. I mean, like a Lockett or a Metcalf or even like an Allen Robinson, if they brought him in, they would be uh, just another target for them. Um, it would work really well, I think. Zach? Yeah, I think. That would definitely help, and Lockett does seem um, like the type of receiver that Belichick would want and kind of fits in the Patriots system. But I think that also depends a lot on – I've seen Seattle's been linked to Watson now that they got rid of Wilson. So I think if they get Watson, they're obviously not going to trade away all their receivers. But I mean, we'll have to see. I don't see Watson going to Seattle, but that's always a possibility. I have seen that. I, I, I don't know what I think about that because, you know, I think, you know, like, of course it could happen, but just logistics, maybe it, it makes sense now with Wilson gone, but. Who would the yeah. Texans get back in return then? A lot of draft picks. Uh, out of the <laughs> yeah, stuff. Like... Yeah. That would be kind of the way to go. Right. And then free agents, the high price tag, right. Are not really going to be in the realm of possibilities right now, but. Uh, talking then, you know, I want to go to the draft right away here, guys. Uh, looking you know, where the Patriots are situated in the draft. You know, got a first rounder and a 21st overall. So they got a total of six draft picks here. You know, looking at some mock drafts as well. And then just looking at, you know, what the team needs. I've been able to kind of come up with what I think the Patriots should get. But Ben. What prospects have you been looking at? Because I know you, you've done a lot of deep diving into things. I'm sure you've looked into the draft. Yeah, I, uh, I really like Devin Lloyd. And I think um, after watching their playoff game versus Buffalo, I'd never seen um, such slow linebackers in my entire life. 
And Devin Lloyd at 21 makes a lot of sense to me. You know, Dante Hightower's old. They just cut Van Noy, and he's just really good. And he would fit right in. Um, that eliminates the risk of them trying to draft a receiver. You know, took Nikhil Harry last time. And, um, yeah, defenses, they're going to have to work on that in the draft. So I think linebacker, corner, but my favorite prospect there would be Devin Lloyd. Any any guys for Jared Zag? What do you guys think? I see a lot of uh, drafts saying receiver, like a Drake London or the USC. Um, I don't know if they're going to go that road if they do sign a receiver and free agency. But if they don't, I mean, I can see them going with a receiver. But like you said, that's not like the main priority. They might want to stay away from that. But we'll see. Yeah, I think it depends a lot on. Obviously, we're recording this on Sunday. It's going to air on Friday, so free agency does open in between. So. Guess that's something to think about, but I think if JC Jackson does leave, uh, they're definitely be looking at corner in one of the first two rounds. But then I can also see like a linebacker somewhere on defense. Yeah, I mean I've seen the other guys linked to New England, right? Uh, Trent McDuffie out of Washington, and then also Daxton out of Michigan. I think you know it's two solid defensive, you know, you know secondary weapons as well. But I do like. Do like the Devin Lloyd option. I think that's going to be that. That might be the way to go here. You know, like you mentioned with High Tower, I think that's kind of that really that fits perfectly there. And of course, you know, mock there could be a trade that happens and some mock trades or whatever, right? And that's they do those in the mock drafts as well. Other things to look at, but you know, how do you think uh, Ben the Patriots should really you know fix some other needs? Like, you know, like other defensive needs other than what do you think they should be doing right now once the offseason opens up more? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade down from 21, you know, during the Brady era, he trades down a ton. So they need more picks, really. They have so many needs and not enough cap space to sign everyone. So I think linebacker corner, you just honestly got to get younger on defense. So I think uh, Trent Brown's a free agent. I don't know if he'll be back, but um. I'd, I'd say he's replaceable. Um, you don't have to pay a lot of money to keep him. So I think really they got to patch up the defense. The offense, you know, it's not like – it's not the problem. It's not great. But if you're giving up a touchdown every drive, you just have no chance, you know, against Buffalo. So I think they're really going to focus on building a defense that can stop Josh Allen. We've seen some excellent Patriot defenses of the past. Why not? Why not in this upcoming year? You know, I just I need I need it easier for Mac Jones. You know, as I said, dynasty holder, he's got to put up some big numbers so I can start him in that QB flex spot, uh, super flex. But you know, Jared, Zach, do you guys have any questions and stuff before we talk more about next year? I mean, just off of what he said, like um, Brady always had a great defense and look at all the success that came with it. So, I mean, yeah, like you, like you said, if Mac Jones can get a solid defense and build around him like that, I mean, he's got a bright future there in New, uh, New England. This is kind of a fantasy question, but do you think there are any players that are worth going after in fantasy this upcoming year? Uh, Damian Harris, I liked him a lot going into last year, and he was pretty good this year. I mean, a little touchdown dependent, but um, Pat's receivers, I wouldn't really want. You know, Hunter Henry might be like a good waiver wire guy, but uh, Damian Harris would probably be the only. Plus, the Pat's defense, Nick Folk, those guys are always good. I did have Nick Folk as well, I feel. You know, yeah. So, 
loaded. But um, yeah, uh, with that, let's talk about next year. Here's kind of where our game gets in, right? So I'm going to read you the 17 opponents the Patriots have on their slate next year. And you're going to tell us the first record that comes to your mind and we'll reach out to you when the season ends and we'll see how you did. So you ready? Yes. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, All right. Let's go. 17 opponents. Here they are at Cleveland, at Green Bay, at Miami, at Minnesota, at home against Buffalo, hosting Miami, hosting the New York Jets, hosting the Ravens, hosting the Bengals, hosting the Bears, hosting the Lions, going to New York to play the Jets, going to Pittsburgh, going to Buffalo, going to Arizona, going to Vegas, and hosting Jared's Colts. What do you think? That's a really rough schedule. Um, the first number that comes to my mind is nine and eight, eight and nine, maybe. I, um, I honestly don't see them taking the big leap necessary to be a top contender in the AFC, especially with a, a schedule that hard. We don't know if, if Watson's in Cleveland. That's another really tough game on the schedule. Um, I'd say nine and eight. Dolphins always give them a hard time. Jets might get better, but in my head, I was counting a two-game sweep of the Jets there. That's uh, that's rough. Give him nine and eight. Jared, you saw Zach uh, high on the Jets this year, so you know we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay, um, I was gonna say like eleven and six, but now you're kind of getting me second guessing myself. So I might, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ten and seven. Zach, I'll go uh, ten seven. We gotta put him ahead of the Jets. I'll go 10 and seven and we'll talk about that as well. Um, yeah. So Ben, you ready to hear this? So we, we, we talked jets a few weeks ago, right? And we did this, you know, mm-hmm. and Zach, you want to hear what he said for the jets record? I don't know if you do. He I'm said, the jets, he said the jets are going nine and eight in 2022 <laughs> to 2023. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, for me, it's like, I guess it's kind of a, uh not great analysis to do that but when it's a team like the Jets you're like well they're the Jets so I mean they're not gonna be that great just pretty much every year but I mean they could improve nine and eight I'd say as a stretch I don't know their schedule was that the last place schedule so it's probably easier than the Pats one but I'd say um they kind of have to improve I'd say six and eleven is probably more realistic the Jets I mean I don't know their offseason moves if they if they had a you know, traded for a fourth for Amari Cooper yesterday, maybe maybe they'd have a better chance at that. Yeah. I'm just thinking uh, I'm a Zach Wilson dynasty holder, so I think he's going to take a big jump. I'm hoping anyways. And then um, I like a, uh, Elijah Moore. I like how he played last year. He had a good streak of games. And I like Michael Carter, and they have two – um, top 10 draft picks. So I think Robert Sala can turn that team around. All right. That's what Zach thinks. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll see that happen, but anyone got anything else today with the Sunday morning of a Patriots chat? Nope. All right. Well, Ben, you want to shout yourself out? Where can the people find you? <laughs> At Couch Report on Instagram or CouchReportSports.com. That's uh, that's where I'll be. 
And we will, in fact, be tagging you on the Instagram when this episode comes out. Like I said, go check out his page. There's a lot of deep diving for each team. He'll write down or he puts team needs. He puts, you know, moves they should make. And then, yeah, sometimes you'll see these moves, you know, they'll happen, right? I mean, that's that's how it's been this offseason. Uh, yeah, so, Bears one's aging well. Yeah, that, I did I did see that. And that's kind of what I'm referring to, the Khalil Mack, right? Wasn't that? Yeah. And it just boom, it happened like two days later. So look at that. This guy's predicting the future. But, yeah, with that, Jared and Zach, myself, will be on the next half of this episode. So let's go and talk another football team right now. Episode 14 of the Journey to a Million Offseason Previews resume on the podcast with our second guest, Zoe Lulinski from ZLM Football. So, Zoe, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? We're doing Doing well. Yeah. And we're looking forward to be, we're going to be talking Bears in the second half of this episode. So, we'll be talking about our rival here because we're all Packer fans here, except Jared being a Colts fan. So, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about the Bears and we'll get started here right away. So, Zoe, I'm going to start with you here. Um, looking back at the Bears this past season, 2021-2022 season, how would you grade the season overall? Um, well, heading into it, I was hoping we'd definitely do better than we did. We went 6-11, third in our division. Um, we definitely saw some good flashes of from Justin Fields, um, but I would probably give it a C at best. Just we didn't do good. Obviously, our GM and coach were fired. So, um, starting fresh this year. <laughs> Are you happy then with moving on? You know, from the, of course the GM and then of course Coach Matt Nagy. Like, you happy I'm, with that? I'm definitely happy to be moving on from Nagy. <laughs> his playing, his coaching style just obviously didn't work out for the team. I actually would have been okay with trying to stick with Ryan Pace maybe for another year because he's in my opinion, done a pretty good job in the draft. I mean, he's made that one mistake with Mitchell Trubisky, which I feel like defined him mostly, but he's done a good job, especially in the later rounds. He's gotten Eddie Jackson. I know Tariq Cohen was cut, but he also got him. And then Roquan was nice. Um, But yeah, for the most part, I'm definitely happy to be starting fresh. Yeah. And Jared, what can you tell us about, you know, the Bears new head coach? Um, Well, on the Colts, it's Eberflus. He had a um, a tendency to play some zone defense where I didn't really like him too much. But, I mean, I think he's going to get a nice fresh start um, in Chicago. But uh, see if he can turn that franchise around because I've never been one to talk high about the Bears, even though I'm not a Packer fan. Um, they've just been disappointing every year since, uh, I mean, for a while now. So, I mean, hopefully they can turn it around with him. It's It's a new addition. Maybe with Fields being so young, he can take the next step. Yeah, that's the right way to go. But, I mean, talking about some of the previous moves that happened, we'll start with one of the more recent, you know, big moves, right? Khalil Mack gets traded to the Chargers, you know, get some draft picks involved, draft capital. Uh, Zach, I'll start with you. We were talking about this trade, actually, you know, behind the scenes. And I want to hear your thoughts again about this. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the move for some cap space. I don't think Bears are going to be contending in the next year or two. I think they're a couple years away yet. So get some draft picks, get some more young players. I think they maybe could have got a little higher on the second pick, like maybe a second and a fourth or second and fifth. I don't think they would have would have been able to get a first just because um, kind of like the value gap between the first and second round. But I think they maybe would have been able to be 
would have been able to get a little bit better of a return, but I think it was a pretty good trade for both teams. Zoe, do you like the trade? Um, yeah, it's very sad to let him go. I, I, I have a jersey. I have lots of apparel of Khalil Mack. It sucks to only have him for three years, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's only getting older, and he was out for most of the years uh, this past year. So, um, I think moving on. Obviously, like you said, we are not going to be in competition at least for the next few years. So, to be able to get some cap space is nice. For sure. And yeah, with that, I mean, some of the guys who have been tenured longer on the team, we saw them get released Tariq Cohen, Danny Trevathan, and then Eddie Goldman. You know, some of those guys who are, you know, part of teams the past few years now, now gone, you know, maybe cap casualties, of course, with the cap room and all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, talking some other moves like free agent wise here now, uh, Zoe, we'll start with you here. You know, is there any free agent that you think the Bears, you know, priority signing? I know with rebuilding, that might be tough, but like, is there anyone you have your eyes on? Um, so in general, I feel like obviously a lot of the big names have been taken, but um, I've, from what Ryan Poles has said, he said he really values the offense and the offensive line. And I'm not the happiest with how he has handled it so far. He's been very quiet, you could say. Um, I like him. We signed Lucas Patrick which I'm happy about, but I would have liked to be able to get James Daniels back. He's still very young and, you know, could still help out the team. Just, yeah, looking for offensive line for the most part is the big first for us, I feel like. Yeah, and uh, I guess for everyone, like, thinking about it, right, uh, we could probably see the Bears, you know, sign an older vet. I, I mean, I'll throw even Jimmy Graham out there, hoping, you know, maybe he has a bounce back year or even a better year here. And then kind of just ship them off for a draft pick or, or sorts, you know, like I, like we've mentioned before, you know, kind of like baseball, right. Get a rental or, you know, try to trade him as a rental, get the guy for like one to two years and just see what happens. I think that's certainly a possibility here with the bears these upcoming years. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams that I know that are targeting like Allen Robinson right now. He's big on the free market agency. So like maybe they could sign him and trade him like, for a few picks. I mean, I don't know if he's worth that much, but like you said, Jimmy Graham might be worth that much that much with the career he's had and being a veteran. So like I could see that happening definitely. Yeah. Zach, yeah, how are you? They have a lot of um cap space next year and in um twenty twenty four. I think they have over a hundred million in both seasons. So they're definitely setting themselves up to make a lot of big moves next year and the year after in free agency. I wouldn't be surprised not to see him to see him not make a whole lot of moves this year and then just kind of wait until next off season because they are still a year or two away. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that that's the big thing right here. I mean, there's not really much. I mean, you really want them to do this off season because yeah, they are a year away. So it doesn't really make sense to, you know, sign some longer term deals right now, I think, but yeah, there are a lot of needs I'd say on this team. I know Zoe, you mentioned the offensive line and, but is there, is there any other needs you think that need to get like, you know, solve the right away. I mean, as of now, we don't really have a second starting safety, really. We only have Eddie Jackson right now. And then obviously getting rid of Khalil Mack, we need another edge. Um, receiver start num- oh, receiver number one for the most part. We have Darnell Mooney, but he's definitely not a one for us. Um, he will need some help there. And then uh, cornerback also, another one. There's more than that, but those are the, the main ones there. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of needs for the Bears. I think I saw something where 
someone said even like 10 plus needs might be like the minimum right now at 10. So, which that's just how it is with these rebuilding squads and, you know, with rebuilding squads, you want to have a lot of draft picks, but you know, this year, unfortunately, I guess the bears don't really have a lot of, you know, top picks. I mean, 39th overall is where they start. And then it's, you know, from there, not, not really many else. Uh, Are there any, Zoe, have you done any, like looking into the draft yet? Is there any like prospects maybe? You know, that come to your mind? Um, yeah, I've looked into the draft a little bit. I think at our position, I think um, Christian Watson would be a really big receiver to get. Um, or, you know, um, Zion Johnson at O-line. Just guys like that. I feel like Christian Watson is just um, – I know he's from a smaller school, but he's a very good athlete. So I just feel like he'd be, he'd be able to, you know, fit in. <laughs> Is there any prospects, Zach or Jared, that you guys have seen in those middle rounds maybe that you think would fit with the Bears or even a possibility of trading up? I guess I don't know if there would be a value of doing that right now. But Well, second round, I can definitely see them going receiver. Maybe uh, I think it's Jahan Dotson out of Penn State or uh, John Mechie or if maybe one of those other receivers that are going to be at the end of the first round fall. I definitely see that happening in the second round and then maybe O-line or something in the third round. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, they don't have a first-round pick, so I haven't really looked into many options for them. But, I mean, like a Chris Olav, maybe. I think, I think it's Olav. Is that how you say it? Olave? Well, yeah. yeah Olave. I feel like he'd be really good just to pair up with Justin Fields as well. <laughs> yeah. Just need weapons around Justin Fields. He's a young quarterback. Anything that help him. I mean, receivers are a good way to start. Yeah. Uh, and also, some other players linked to. A deck had to add here. Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't know about maybe signing, you know, Juju right now, but maybe, I guess, Zoe, how would you feel about either of those guys? Um, I'd, I feel like I'd be okay with both of them. Um, I'd, I'd feel like uh, Juju with that TikTok is not very advertising for us, but, you know, <laughs> he, he's he's a good athlete. I I mean, he'd be really good with the team. Um and then obviously MVS would be pretty good too. You think MVS would like going to a division rival like that? Yeah, anything to get back at those Packers. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think Rogers. Go ahead. Kirk signing definitely changed the market for the MVS type player. He's yeah, definitely I, over yeah, 10 I know, million. The, I know the Bears were uh, looking into him too. I'm glad they didn't pull the trigger though, because that's very expensive. Yeah, we've seen the wide receiver market, you know, it's been, it's been very interesting so far. And with Devontae Adams, it's only going to get even more interesting, I guess, because how much is he going to want? We've seen with some of the wide receivers that have gone for a high price, you know, who knows, right? So I guess, you know, with that, um, do we have any fantasy football related questions for Zoe? Anyone? How's Darna Mooney's outlook for this year? Um. I mean, I think it really depends on uh, who we get to protect Fields because if Fields has no time, then I don't think Darnell Mooney will be able to do what he does best. <laughs> I, I might. My question here might have a similar answer to it. I have Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery in the Dynasty League, I guess. What do you think about both of those guys? I mean, now with Cohen gone, I think, and I know he was out last year, but I think, you know, passing back for, you know, we'll probably see Herbert get a lot more of those receptions. Do you think that's a possibility? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think for a dynasty league, it's always hard to tell with running backs because, you know, you can move on from them so quickly. But 
Um, yeah, I think they're both good players for the Bears, and they could they could help out there. Awesome, that's what I need to hear. Jared, you got? You have any uh, Bears? I was just gonna say the only the only Bears player I think I'd had I had was Khalil Herbert last year, and that was for like a few weeks because I had to pick up someone in an emergency. But I mean, I don't know if I'd ever go with him again. I mean, there's better options out there, but I mean, Montgomery, maybe. I mean, I just don't know where. If he falls but to I, me, I'll take him, but I'm not going to really seek him out, I don't think. I had Allen Robinson for a little bit, and I had to get rid of him because he did not yeah. produce. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with that, you guys want to get to our game here? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Zoe, the rules here, I'm going to read 17 opponents. It's the Bears' 17 opponents for the 2022-2023 season. And then you're going to tell me the record that first pops into your head after I read those 17 opponents. We're going to write down your record and we'll, we'll reach out back to you to see how you did. And then we're also going to answer as well. And it's a lot of fun because we'll, you'll have some interesting answers along the way. So with that, I'll get, I'll, I'll get started here and I'm going to read the 17 opponents at soldier field against the commanders at Chicago against Detroit at Chicago against green Bay at Chicago against Minnesota at home, which is Chicago here, Philly, at home against Buffalo, at home against Miami, go to Dallas, go to Detroit, go to Lambeau, go to Minnesota, go to New England, go to New York to play the Giants, go to New York to play the Jets, go to Atlanta, host Houston, and then finally the 49ers at home. So, um, This may sound nice, but I have either – you know, seven and ten. I'd obviously love to say it more though, um, just with such an easy schedule. But seven and ten is what I'd say. Maybe six and eleven, somewhere around there. <laughs> yeah. Um. I said last year that I hate, didn't really like the Bears that much, but I was actually going to go uh, eight and nine. I think they'll pull up one one win against the Vikings this year. And uh, I was thinking seven and ten, but I'm like, no, they'll pull one off. I think they'll beat teams like the Giants and the Jets and Houston. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go eight and nine. Zach, um, I'm gonna go five and twelve. <laughs> I just bought a lot of their uh, defensive line, and I don't think their offense is there yet. So I think it'll be one bad year, and then things are gonna start turning in the right direction. I won't say they're gonna be worse than last year. I'll say they're the same. Six eleven. Boom. So those are the records we will go with for that, but. Yeah, Zoe, you know, Zach probably had to t- say it lower there because he probably has the Jets being the Bears. He's got Jets going nine and eight next year is what Zach well, is thinking. They're making a lot of, new, of signings this year, but I feel like they do that every year and they're still the same Jets. So And that was it's before the signings. It's looking better now, but yeah, he made that before the signings happened. We all laughed at him for that. I like their new management's a lot better than their old management. Zach's a Zach Wilson dynasty holder. There's a little bit of bias, a lot of bias, but... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so to wrap up here, Zoe, you got anything else, Jared, Zach, anything? I asked uh, a different guest on the show. Um, I think it was the Jets. Um, Zoe, do you think there's a chance that the Bears do have somewhat of a an up season where they go like 10 and 7 or anything like that? Or do you think that's just a few years away yet? I think it could happen just because of how easy their schedule is. And then if uh, Justin Fields, you know, takes another step and does good, um, I think it could happen. But um, it's more likely it's a couple of years away. Yeah, that's just 
how it is sometimes with these rebuilding teams. But yeah, Zoe, where can the people find you on Instagram? Um, um my app is Z underscore Lulinski. Um, that is L U L I N S K I. And then, of course, for your page, ZLM Football, right? All under all, all lowercase, and it's just just together one word. And yeah, like we mentioned, I mean, they, they do a great job breaking down the news as it's happening. Like right when that Von Miller contract was signed and was talked about on social media, they posted about it. So, I mean, stuff like that. If you're on Instagram, make sure to go follow them at ZLM Football. So, yeah, I mean, that wraps it up here. Journey to a Million, of course, our sleeper squad. You got to join it. You know, DM any of us to join that squad. Monday. For scheduling here now, episode 54, Jordan Lorenz is in Arizona right now. So you'll be hearing Zach Roush and myself on for episode 54. Zach's filling in for Jordan. So that will be that. And yeah, we, I mean, we got some other stuff planned later in the week that we'll talk about Monday. So yeah, thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, the perfect podcast for you.